0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. As always, I'm your host Mitch Michaels and this is a sports podcast where we usually dive into a lot of different topics. Just one topic today, the NFL season. It starts on Thursday back after a long, felt like a much longer off season than it was for obvious reasons. But the NFL starts this Thursday with the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, taking on the Houston Texans. I joined my buddy Ryan Souls for our annual, I think five years now running. Annual NFL preview. Where we break down every division, give our picks, who's gonna win, who's gonna make the wild card. Now seven teams. I have to remind everybody that. I almost forgot myself. Seven teams in each conference in the playoffs. We make our Super Bowl picks as well as dish out who we think can be some front runners from some awards. It's the Money Mitch Effect. NFL season preview 2020 with Ryan Souls. Let's start the show. All right, back on the Money Mitch Effect for I think this is year five of the NFL preview with my good buddy Ryan Soles, who joins us now. Ryan, another year. We have football. We're very grateful for that. It's time to preview some uh, some of our favorite sports. Thanks for joining the show.
1: i happy to be on. Definitely grateful to have football. It doesn't feel like it's, it's on the brink of another season starting just because of the year we're in, but nonetheless happy to be here with you.
0: Starting on time, that's the good thing. Um, and also props to, uh, you know, we've seen it at the college level and the uh, the teams that are playing, but also the NFL, props to the teams. I mean, see what you want about the league, it's shortcomings, but they've handled this pretty good. Uh, not hardly anybody testing positive in recent months. They've done a good job keeping
1: everybody isolated and safe. Yeah, and I think the the NFL has just had the benefit of coming behind the other major sports leagues and you know, it's not like they had a ton of time to really react, but uh, you can see just based on these other organizations what kind of some of the best practices are, and it seems to be working. So we'll see when they, what happens when they actually start hitting guys with other colored jerseys on, but I'm hoping it continues like it has been. Well, we're going to go
0: through all the divisions and just talk about each team, and then at the end give our playoff predictions, Super Bowl, maybe some awards too. I want to start with the the AFC West, the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, Ryan. It seems like in the past couple years, it's gone one of two ways. The Patriots win, we just wonder how much more they could keep going. Another team wins, and it's like, well... Is this an anomaly? What are the Patriots going to do next year? Last year, I think we agree, felt different. It felt like it could be the start of a reign, the start of a dynasty. And looking at the Chiefs in their off season, do you think they're more likely to just keep it going? Or do you think there could be some pitfalls early? They got a lot of guys paid. The cap situation's good in the short term. They got the running back sitting out. They drafted another good one from LSU. What's your thought about the Chiefs as they look to defend their title off the bat?
1: You know, I like the Chiefs. Uh, How can you not like the Chiefs with that offense and Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons and the speed they have? You know, we're really going to see how well they prepared for this offseason really starting Thursday because they got a big opponent coming in, and then they got the Ravens a couple weeks later. So I'm interested. I, I think what we saw in New England for the last 20 years I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again, so I don't know if I'm ready to say Kansas City is really just ready to take up the mantle of being a multi-decade dynasty. But you got to start with the defending champs giving them a shot at the at the minimum.
0: Yeah, Damian Williams sitting out at running back, but they draft Edwards Hilaire, who we both loved from LSU last year and their Mm -hmm. title team. Uh, I think this does feel like the start. Obviously. To expect any team to do what the Patriots have done, which is almost two dynasties, like they, they had two separate runs there. This right. feels like the beginning of a reign in the sense that in the short term, they have a chance with the quarterback in place where it all starts, Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, who was always regarded as one of the best coaches in football, now has the, at least one ring to go with that. And the defense and the players that they have in the short term, they're able to keep everybody because a lot of these extensions, Chris Jones getting one on the defensive side, hasn't kicked in yet. So mm-hmm. I think, if anything, I'm really excited about the Chiefs in the next three, four years before they're going to have to make some roster moves to get under the salary cap and stay, you know, safe there. So. I think this is a team that, in a lot of ways, as young as they are, they're in win-now mode. So these next three years are going to be very telling to see how they set themselves up. I think defensively you can make a case that they have some minor issues. I mean, every team, no team is perfect. They've got some personnel you know, decisions to make with the secondary. But offensively, how could you not like Mahomes, Edwards, Edwards-Hilaire, like we said, and all that speed on the outside. They're, they remain a tough team to beat and one of the toughest outs in football right now.
1: Absolutely. And you can you can study all the, the tape you want, but there's no tape for 4-2. For so as long, as long as you can get Tyreek Hill running through zones, that they're always going to have a chance.
0: So did you say safest team of any in football to make the playoffs next year? It's got to be the Chiefs, right? That would be the biggest shocker if anybody missed it. I think.
1: Yeah, if the Chiefs missed it, that would be a huge shocker.
0: Absolutely. So no spoilers necessarily, but we, we you kind of figure what we're thinking with the Chiefs. The rest of this division is fun, two through four, a lot of different scenarios popping up. How do you see this division shaking out uh, behind Kansas City, we assume?
1: You know, I think this is going to be a really, really interesting AFC West, and I'm not one to start – rooting for the Chargers so much, but I really like the way that they have this team built. Obviously, they're, on, they're with a the rookie quarterback, so we gotta see how that all pans out, but I, I love Keenan Allen. I love the way he goes about the game. I think he's one of the more underrated wide receivers, and just just because we have so many good wide receivers in the league. I like them on offense I think they can be consistent now the defense is going to be a problem uh, with losing Derwin James again for the year I feel horrible for Chargers fans and for him specifically just because I think he he had all pro written all over him uh, in the future so that definitely uh, is a shocker but I, I like the Chargers I don't know about Oakland I don't know about Carr and well you gotta say I Vegas think- now <laughs> Oh God! We well, you know, two teams I'm in looking, this division I'm, now that we man, we're going to forget where they are. <laughs> and I'm looking at ESPN, and it still says uh, Oakland, so I'll blame mm. them. But yeah, Las Vegas, rather. Uh, thank you for the correction. I'm just, I'm still not sold. I think they won seven games just because John Gruden is a decent coach, but they don't, they didn't make any roster moves that just has me saying they're going to challenge the Chiefs for. That
0: division potentially. Yeah, I to get to the Chargers first. I think there's a foundation in place. What they do with that quarterback position is going to be interesting because uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, he's gotten a, he's gotten teams to the playoffs by being yeah. pretty steady at the quarterback position. But probably not someone that could carry you across the finish line if you really need it I mean he's he is a placeholder we assume for Justin Herbert what that team looks like now they did sign Joey Bosa to that huge contract and they've got some players on the defense but last year there were some you know flaws and and I don't you know it'll be interesting to see if it was a Philip Rivers problem or a Charger's team problem because now he's gone and you, you got to pick up the pieces there. I agree with you, actually, on the Raiders. I don't think that they're built for the playoffs yet. They've done a good job, essentially, overhauling their whole roster, bringing in some pieces, but you mentioned the quarterback. You mentioned some of the skill guys. I think they still need a few more bodies that they can rely on there. I'm not sold offensively that they have enough to get enough firepower to get to the playoffs. Defensively, I think they're, they're making strides, but I actually do like Denver. I think Denver okay. is a team that could make a playoff push – I think Drew Locke, you know, it's funny, we're gonna talk about a lot of different quarterbacks that are in that second, third year. Can they make the leap? This is a. Mm-hmm. this will be Locke's first full season starting. Can he make that leap? They got Jerry Judy drafted who's gonna be good along with Cortland Sutton. The running backs position, they got a couple there like Lindsay and a few others that are gonna make moves. And, and defense, they got Melvin Gordon signed. Melvin Gordon, yeah, that's it's it's Lindsay and Gordon in the backfield. I mean, that is gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be interesting to see. As well as defensively, not as strong as their Super Bowl year. But still, some pretty beastly guys there. Still with Chubb. Still with Von Miller. I actually think Denver would be the number two in this division. But you know, pick a number. Any one of these teams could shake out and get second. It would surprise me.
1: Absolutely, and I could see one of those situations too, where Kansas City going away wins the division, and then for second through fourth could be really separated by maybe one or two games. I could see that happening.
0: And, and it's important to also note we don't know what number gets you in the playoffs this year. So, we don't. Because you know, this be is a new, nine... a new format yeah. this year. Because you got extra teams. So that's gonna, you know, we're going to have to update our playoff picks as well uh, mm-hmm. for that. So that's the AFC West still moving along. Money Mitch Effect, uh, NFL preview with Ryan Soles. Uh, let's go to the AFC South where the Titans made that run uh, beating all those division champs to get to the AFC title game. They lose in that game to the Chiefs, but you have the Titans, you have the Texans, uh, Colts, and then Jaguars. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we don't, Ryan, expect much from the Jaguars. Is that safe to say?
1: <laughs> that, that, that's safe to say, man. I think so.
0: Just a the, just the passing shot on them. It seems pretty clear what they're doing, right? Like they want Trevor Lawrence. They want to be the first pick in the draft next year. I think this is as uh, clear as tanking works in this sport.
1: Oh, 100%. It and, and ain't going to work. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. I, ho- I hope he doesn't end up there. But all you have to do is look no further than the last five years to see what they've done with each of those first round draft picks. They've drafted
0: so high every year. And you know what and then you're right, the worst part is they've drafted none good a, players. Just and none month. of them
1: are on the team. Not 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 a one.
0: Oh uh, so do we think this is, Ramsey <laughs> Do we think this is a two horse race? I mean seriously, like are the Colts gonna like the Colts are an intriguing team to me because I could see them in, in one scenario being just maybe not quite as bad, but pretty bad, like near the Jaguars level. On the other on the other hand, I'm thinking, okay, they've drafted pretty well. Their line's actually pretty good. Maybe they, you know, have a solid season. It, it seems like it could go either way for me.
1: You know, I'm looking at this team, just to make a, a quick basketball reference, I'm looking at this team kind of how I saw the Miami Heat at the beginning of the season. Just uh, a bunch of solid players with no superstar. No disrespect to Jimmy Butler. I don't think Phillip Rivers is quite a superstar anymore but the way they played last year, they played um, and I I don't mean this in a disrespectful term at all, they played dirty football. They ran the ball three yards and caught a dust. They played solid defense. They made, Jacoby Brissett made Okay, passes when he needs to make them. I think if Phillip Rivers can be a positive, not a negative multiplier, I think this team can challenge. I think they're I think they're built well. I think they're they're really built well from the offensive line. This might be the best offensive line in football. Uh, I don't think they're bad on defense, and I think if they can make you know kind of. Consistent San Antonio Spurs, Miami Heat sort of plays. I think we're looking maybe in December, and the Colts could be right there, challenging for a wild card spot. I could see that.
0: If Jonathan Taylor becomes that running back he was in college, the Wisconsin rookie, I mean, they could be that ugly team that doesn't ask. Hopefully, doesn't ask Rivers to do too much. I, I will say, if Ryan Tannehill is as good as he was last year, or somewhere near there. With how this team is built, with the addition of Jadavian Clowney over the weekend, the mm-hmm. Titans are just as the Titans look just as good as they did last year when they were on that run, if not better. And I think it comes down to it was Tannehill flash the pan or not because Derrick Henry he's he's happy right now with the contract situation. He's he he looked like a grown man in a grown man's position last year. Titans are going to be the team to look at for the Tannehill perspective for me because if he plays at that level, I think the team
1: goes as he goes. I agree 100% because that defense is going to be good. They were really good last year. They're well coached. Like you said, the the Clowney addition is going to be huge for them, but they will go as far as Tannehill takes them 100%.
0: I think the flip side of that, though, Ryan, is – I've, and you know, I know I, you know, I love Deshaun Watson and I respect him. Top five quarterback in the league at this point. He's proven that they're not as good as they were last year as a 53 man roster. And part of that is on the, is on the trades they made. The, the Hopkins trade stands out, obviously the personnel moves. I just don't know that they're doing him a favor. And look, I think Watson as a quarterback is good enough to win games. He's not, not supposed to. But it's going to be tough. I mean, they can win the division, but I think it's going to take a Herculean effort for them to do so because Watson's great. They've got some great pieces there, but they're not getting the team better around him, and, and it is almost a disservice in my mind.
1: No, they're not getting the team better around him at all. Uh, that offensive line is still shaky. Tunsil looked uh, much better towards the end of the year. Losing Hopkins, I think it's going to be huge for this team, uh, and while I respect Fuller, Cooks and Cobb they really have their it's a lot of injuries. Like that's yeah, a lot a, of injuries. It's a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. So I just Watson is going to be asked to do a ton and I guess that's what the money is for.
0: Yeah, I mean look he, he right, he signed it. He got paid a lot and and I, I told him
1: not to. You, me, you
0: about talked to. about this. He, look, that's a four-year deal. Four years, $40 million a year. Yeah, I mean, years, it's uh, a lot of money in, in any respect, but he will get a chance to go to the market again. So, um, he will. I like that deal a lot for him, especially the situation he's in. Uh, AFC North, I want to switch gears to that right now because uh, you have four teams in there that went in a lot of different directions last year. If we start at the bottom, or what was the bottom last year, the worst team in football the Cincinnati Bengals, they get Joey Burrow out of LSU. Some some nice roster additions, Ryan. I, just, I don't think we think this team's ready to make the playoffs yet. It's just going to be a, let's see what Burrow gives you. Because by all accounts, he's going to start week one. He is a very active quarterback. We saw that in college. I just hope, I hope for his sake, that they don't rush him along too fast and that his line protects him. But I think, all I look for for the Bengals this year is good signs for Joe Burrow going forward.
1: Yeah, definitely looking for signs for Joe Burrow. Um, I, I don't expect this team to, to be competitive uh, in terms of challenging for the division, but I do think they can be better than they were last year. Uh, we don't talk about Joe Mixon a ton, but he's a stud at running back. If A.J. Green is healthy, uh, Burrow's going to have a, a safety blanket and a bona fide Receiver um, to do some work with the defense is a little shaky, but they they don't play terrible. I could still see them finishing fourth. I just don't think they're going to have as bad as a record as they did last year.
0: Yeah, I think it was what two and fourteen. Uh, yeah, and to be fair, there were a lot of close losses there. You say that in the NFL a lot. They're, they weren't what I would consider just a putrid two and fourteen team. Like we've seen worse than that. So I think mm-hmm. a guy like Burrow and, and some and some tweaks to their team could could get them in the six possibly seven win range. But yeah, they're a team that's uh, on the slow build up. So they they hope they have their franchise cornerstone. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I got to talk about my squad now. The Browns, Ryan, because last year was uh, a season from hell. I think everybody admits that. And uh, we have a new coach in there, Kevin Stefanski, who we talked about before. A completely different approach. One that I'm, you know, in favor of. Going to wait and see how this turns out. I think the biggest question for this team is that quarterback position and what Baker's going to give you in year three, because there's a lot of talent around him and we expect better this year. Now, obviously, last year wasn't all on him. There was a lot of different factors from the coach to different sides of the ball, but I'm looking at number six this year and just pleading for him to have a better and and definitely better year with the football, not turning it over Can we
1: start there. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same because I like Baker Mayfield, but I think less than it being on Baker, and obviously every player's got to take responsibility for their own development, but... We gotta see what plan as Stefanski puts in place because they were, last year with Kitchens, they were way too reliant on Baker trying to get the ball to Odell. You got Nick Chubb back there, you got Kareem Hunt back there. Yeah. Make the make this a team that, you know, you're gonna have to get in the trenches and, and you know fight in the phone booth with them yeah. and just have Baker make the plays that you need him to make down the stretch. Um, and if you're running the ball, maybe you can roll some of that coverage away from Odell. And Jarvis and some of these other guys can eat. They got a roster, just like we were talking about last year, that is good enough to beat anyone on maybe any given Sunday, but how is it all going to get put together?
0: Good point on Hunt as well. This is his, He gets the full season now. He joined exactly. the team halfway through. I do expect mm-hmm. this team to be a two-running back team, where Chubb is still the, the bell cow, but but Hunt's going to eat as well, so I think that's going to be important for him. And he and he catches passes. And he catches passes. They can, you know, Stefansky's proving even in Minnesota that he's going to put them both on the field at the same time,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and make things happen there. Hooper was a great addition as well. Loved what he did uh, for the Falcons. So defensively, we'll see where we are as well because the secondary. Uh, I love Denzel Ward, but got to stay on the field. The guy gets hurt all the time. Um, There were some glaring holes at the safety position last year as well. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's the other area of concern for me.
1: I wouldn't be shocked. uh, And we didn't see a ton of Greedy Williams last year, but he's got to stay on the field, too. And I'm just interested if um, they end up moving him to safety at some point.
0: It's a good point. Uh, And also, just another kick in the gut, it was losing Delpit all year for an Achilles injury. (laughs) <laughs> just yes. Yeah. Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. News that, again. That's huge. Yeah. So the Browns, I, I like this. Like we understand what this is. This looks like Baltimore's division, right? Like the way the Ravens play, it's going to be hard for a team, especially a team that has some so many questions like the Browns or the Steelers. Who we're going to get to in a second. To challenge Baltimore for the division, but if I if I understand this correctly, how you think, Ryan? Both the Browns and the Steelers could push for wild card spots, but division I, I just don't see it for either.
1: Well, I I think they can definitely push for wild card spots, but and I, I know you're not going to like to hear this, but I think Pittsburgh can win that division. Yeah. I I think I think that defense uh, with the addition of Fitzpatrick, and we're both we've both been high on him since I, he was coach for under Nick Saban uh, in Alabama but if Ben comes back and he's healthy we gotta he's 38 we gotta see what it's like when he gets hit but if Ben can keep this team afloat and they can run the football and they can be in positions where the defense can win the game for them I think they can split with Baltimore and I think they can give them a serious run for their money I really do all
0: right, uh, this is going to pay me to admit, I, I get what you're saying with the Steelers. Uh, my Maybe we're looking at it in two different perspectives. Like I think if we're talking like who can go farther in the chase for a championship, the Steelers mm-hmm. can be right there. I think the Ravens, and this does sound like a knock because it's kind of been proven true, they're built for the regular season. We've they seen are. what they've been able to do and how their struggles in the playoffs have happened the last mm-hmm. couple years. The Steelers not necessarily are built for the regular season. They lose to poor teams every year. We see this time and time again. Even when they've won Super Bowls, they lose to teams that had no business beating them. Part of that might be a lack of focus. Part of that might be, you know, the team that just knows they have to rev it up when, you know, turn the switch when it's time. Um, So that's why I don't see them challenging the Ravens for that division. The Ravens adding my boy J.K. Dobbins at running back as well. To go along with uh, Ingram and Lamar Jackson, and uh, I, I do think the Steelers, if Roethlisberger's, you know, this injury we haven't really seen before, right? Like the no, elbow not. injury. Mm-hmm. So what's that going to make him look like uh, at wide receiver? I, you know, JJ Smith Schuster is great. They have some good running backs led by you know Connor, but ever since Brown's been there, they haven't really had that go to necessarily target. And I don't want to take anything away from JJ, but he's like the boomer bus player for
1: me. Like oh, the, and I you hear know. you there, but I think any receiver play from the Steelers from last year got to be taken with That's a grain true. of salt when you got Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges throwing you the football.
0: You bring up a good point. Hard to argue that. Uh, and T.J. Watt was great last year, too. So he was, I, he was. I see this division being the Ravens. I just think that offense... How they can, you know, play as front runners when they get a lead, it's going to be tough to beat. But, yeah, the Steelers, uh, you know, they're going to be in the mix, which is a pain for my my eyes especially. Last division in the AFC, the AFC East. First time we've talked about this, Ryan, and there's been some some real drama. Is that fair
1: to say? A hundred percent. I mean, this is the first time I think in – I mean, at least since I've known you, Mitch, that the Patriots aren't a shoe-in to win this division.
0: No, and they still can, and that's where I think you're. You know, it was the Cam Newton signing. It, it definitely made people, I think, go on uh, on too extreme on the other side. Like the Patriots, and I want to start with them. They have some. They have some weaknesses. Like it wasn't Brady wasn't great last year, but it wasn't just Brady. They had a lack Not, of, uh, well. of production at the skill position. The defense looked about as poor as it had looked uh, in a regular season for for a good part of it, but the Cam Newton factor is huge because we don't know what he's going to be like. We don't know what version of cam we're going to get because the MVP version of cam who took the league by storm, that was a very healthy version as well. So that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. at, Ryan. I mean, I love the fact that he gets to work with Belichick and McDaniels, especially, but what kind of health is cam at? Cause that dude has taken a lot of hits in his NFL
1: career. A hundred percent cam Newton's health is a hundred percent. on the equation, uh, here is, if- he, he Cam knows all the variables I think if Cam is healthy I think this team has a really, really high ceiling If Cam gets nicked and you have to go back and forth between Stidham and Hoyer and you know Cam's still trying to find his footing then I think this team is really going to be in for a long season but I think um, the Patriots as a whole how they use Cam is going to be really interested, interesting to see if he's healthy
0: it's hard to bet against Belichick, right? Like it's hard to it bet is. against him making a move and you know he wants we want something to do with tanking. I think uh, I think the Patriots are are gonna be pesky, but I do look at them as a team with some serious weaknesses. Now if you look at the contenders outside of the Patriots in, in this division, you have to start maybe end with the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. The Bills last year make the playoffs. (laughs) What an an odd game that was against the Texans. The full Josh Allen experience. He was great. He was terrible. It was weird. Defensively, they're built the right way, and I do love McDermott as the head coach. So I am buying the Bills this year as a legit team. I think the Diggs addition is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. Say what you want about Josh Allen, but this is clearly the best receiver he's played with and somebody that can get the most out of his strong arm and i and i like what they're what they're doing on defense. They locked up Tredarius uh, White to that big extension as well. He may very well may be the best corner in football. I, think the, I don't know if they're a championship contender, but i think they're a they're a solid bet to win this division.
1: I think they're definitely a solid bet to win the division. It's either Bills or Patriots like you said the other two teams just have eliminated themselves based on who they are. <laughs> Uh, and you know my, we might have some good things to say about Miami in the years to come, but we all we all know about the Jets. Getting to the Bills though, um, buying the Bills is a question of if you're if you're buying Josh Allen or not. And I agree with you 100%. Stephon Diggs is the best receiver that Josh Allen has ever played with, but we saw a temperamental Stephon Diggs was in Minnesota, and I'm just waiting for that go route that gets called or whatever route and Josh Allen misses digs by a mile. And I'm curious to see how that uh, run back to the sideline is going to look like because Josh Allen is still young. And I think the benefit of not having any high profile receivers, I think there was less pressure there. Now you got a big time bonafide number one. And if the quarterback is the reason for, in a negative way for why Diggs ain't getting the ball. That could be a problem.
0: We're going to have to see because that's going to be the, the the subplot to watch. Uh, yeah, the Jets, I don't want to spend too much time on them. Gase is a disaster no. as a coach, and, and that team's in disarray trading away Jamal Adams. I do think the Dolphins, look, I'll stake my claim on it. I think is going to be great, special even. And I like Flores as a coach. They're a couple years away. I like away. Flores too.
1: Do you think I, we'll see Tua this year?
0: I'm going to say yes. But okay. I don't know when, and it might only be a, a, a couple of games at the end of the year. But I'm going to say yes. And I you, think, you know, I just think they're a team that could win, you know, five, six games. It wouldn't surprise me because I like, you know, the culture down there now.
1: I think with the way the NFL is moving, I wouldn't be surprised. And Tua isn't a type of quarterback, but we could see a Tua package where Possible, you get yeah. him out there, you get his feet wet, you get him on under center. No gimmicks, but you just let Tua play quarterback. And I think we could see that.
0: Oh, it's going to be fun to see. All right. Uh, my name Mitch Effect. Ryan Souls, NFL Preview. Let's go to the NFC 2020 edition. And uh, and we're going to start with the West as well. I mean, what I think it was an old wrestling adage, right? The NFC West is probably in the NFL where the big boys play.
1: Because this is going to
0: be a violent division, man.
1: It is. is. I mean, this is going to be something. You got Aaron Donald over there. You got all those big boys from San Francisco, Seattle. And I think Arizona, I don't know if they're going to make some noise, but they're going to try to make some noise. So this is going to be a super competitive division, I think.
0: Arizona, I don't think they're at the playoff level yet. Watch us. Watch me be proven completely wrong. But no team has had a – no young team, I should say, has had a better offseason than them. In surrounding your young quarterback with talent and bringing in players both sides of the ball to help. Hopkins is going to be good. They're going to be fun. They're going to be a team with this extra wild card spot that maybe makes a push. As well, mm-hmm. I actually like what Arizona is building, and you know Kingsbury, like the hire was, you know, interesting. It was perceived for a lot of different ways, and this isn't even necessarily a referendum on him. I just love when players, coaches, whoever, just lean into their strengths, right? So the Cardinals are just saying, you know what, we're going to do what we can do. We mm-hmm. might not be able to, we might not be able to put together a Belichick-like team, or you know, or a defense-heavy. We're going to load up heavy on offense on the skill positions and make it interesting there. So I do think the Cardinals are going to be fun.
1: How I, much money would you pay in that to be in that receiver room just to hear DeAndre and Larry talking?
0: I know, right?
1: I mean, I love that Larry's
0: still going and I'd love to see them make a run with him still around. Me too. Um yeah, I know you would as well. Uh I have my doubts about the Rams, man. This is uh, you know, this is a team that is in uh, at a crossroads because they don't really have a lot of draft picks necessarily draft capital going forward. They've got a lot no. of money tied up. They've got some pending contracts coming up. Jalen Ramsey coming to mind. Turnover at the <laughs> running back position. Gurley out. Cam Akers in. And questions still about their quarterback who they gave all that money to. Jared Goff. Are you buying the Rams this year or do you think there's some serious trouble on the horizon?
1: So I, I think there's there could be some serious trouble and I'm just going to read you a couple names here. Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, I think that's where 75% of the money is tied up in. Man. And those three players. So you're right. They don't have a ton of movement with fixing that roster. And I don't know if it's um, just me being cynical here, but Sean McVay has definitely lost that boy genius uh, luster in my eyes. I think him getting exposed in the Super Bowl against the Patriots was the start. And I think last year people played at the Rams differently. Not having a healthy girlie uh, didn't help either. But I think I don't think people are scared of this offense anymore. There's tape out here. They know the book on Jared Goff, and I think they can miss the playoffs.
0: I absolutely think they can miss the playoffs. I, I almost I agree with you. I think teams have seen you know, defenses wind up against McVay, and they kinda understand it a little better. But this is the the way, way poor man's version of the Brady Belichick thing where I just think McVay in the back of his mind is like, give me another quarterback and watch what I can do. You know, I, just, I think that's part of it too. But it's the division they're in as well because the Niners and, and, and the Seahawks are just so loaded this year. Uh, what, what the Seahawks said, I mean, they were a third down pass to Emmanuel Sanders away from probably winning the Super Bowl last year. So you'd like to see Jimmy G play better, but... They don't rely on him heavily with, with Shanahan's offense, with all the running backs that they have, with the defense that, as you mentioned, even losing uh, Buckner. You know, you draft the, the rookie out of South Carolina to fill into that role. They can rotate. Nick is an absolute stud. The secondary solid as well. The Niners have a blueprint to where it's almost not even about the specific personnel. I just think if you have the right number of players and, and that scheme they have, that's a pretty solid that's a pretty solid uh, strategy to have, and I expect the Niners to, to consistently good for quite some time.
1: Oh, absolutely. And when and when you can sackle out your running back depth chart between Mostert Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, and then you throw Debo Samuel in there as a fourth running back too with the reverses and all that. And not for what's the uh, the fullback's name? Use check. Yeah. So they, mean, guy. yeah, they can run it down your throat any kind of way you want and Jimmy Garoppolo I think is he I don't know if he's going to necessarily hold this team back but if Jimmy Garoppolo plays at the top of his bound this team could be right back at the Super Bowl Yeah,
0: but we also forget too Ryan that they were what a fourth goal a goal line stand away from losing that division to the Seahawks who have gotten better <laughs> so they have Seattle's going to be right in the mix Russ is Russ they add Jamal Adams, huge boost to the defense. I know losing Clowney, but add Jamal Adams, Carson looks healthy. Olsen at tight end. I I am always going to be, you know, I think it was two three years ago is when it hooked me. I'm always going to believe in a Russ Wilson led team, and I think they're going to be right there too, pushing for the division. Whether or not they win it, pushing for a, for a playoff run as well. It's hard not to like the Seahawks, at least from my vantage point.
1: No, I like the Seahawks too, and and I hope. I don't know if they believe in, my, in Russell Wilson as much as we do, especially Brian Schottheimer. With the way they call the game, how much they like to run the football, I would just like to see Russell Wilson throwing the ball a little more. I think you you have, it's amazing to see some of the heroics he does, but I think there would be less of that if they didn't have to play from behind so much. It's true. I hope I hope that
0: changes. I hope they do you know, attack, lead with the running game so much this year and, and try not to play from behind. Uh, another division, NFC South. Has this got the most expected outcomes of any division? Like, if we run the simulator, I think this one has the most uh, potential outcomes for what could happen with Brady now on the Bucks, The Falcons, mm-hmm. are they any better? The Saints have been so close to a Super Bowl for years. And the Panthers hiring Matt Rule, going with Teddy Bridgewater, not expected to be weak either. So, I mean, anything could happen in this division.
1: Literally anything can happen in this division. I, I really think though, it's gonna be a two-horse race between Tom. Uh, what do they call him? Tampa Bay now. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay and uh, the New Orleans Saints. I think that that's our two-horse race. Uh, Sean Payton versus Bruce Arians. I mean, really, you can go down from the coaches all the way to the individual personnel. Uh, the the matchups here are just. I mean, th- this is pay-per-view TV. That we don't have to pay for. So I'm I'm really interested in seeing these two teams play twice a year. You know, I think Matt Ryan just going to Atlanta real quick is is an average quarterback. But the way that team has been built around them, they relied too much on Julio Jones and Matt Ryan is I don't think is going to take them far enough. Uh, and Carolina is rebuilding.
0: Yeah, I expect to see Bridgewater to, to look solid, and I think Rule is a great coach at any level, but that's going to take some time. Losing keekley is huge for, for that defense for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to push back on one thing. I think Ryan is above average. I think if we're going to throw out the average term, I'll throw out some quarterbacks that are, you know, we got 32 yeah, starters. Totally. I, I think, I think he, he's not at that elite level, but he's above average. And, and yeah, they got Gurley now. I don't know what he has left. I, you know, I don't know what the running game is going to look like. The Falcons are a team that now with the seventh playoff team wouldn't surprise me if they made their push, but I do agree it's a two-horse, two-team race. that starts in week one, actually, when those two teams play the Bucks and the Saints. The Saints have been so close. Breeze isn't getting any younger. Kamara's got the contract issue that they're trying to rectify, but there's too many, like we say, there's too many dudes on this team. There's just too much skill from top to bottom on both sides of the ball that I almost wonder if it's a mental thing in the playoffs with them because they've been so close. Michael Thomas and you know Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and them have, have been so close to getting over and getting to the Super Bowl. It just hasn't happened. I, I still would be, Ryan, I still would be shocked if the Bucks actually went out and won this division. I shouldn't say shocked. I think the Saints have got to be a clear betting favorite for division. But the Bucks are going to be a team that probably rounds into form at the end of the season, gets a wild card spot, and then we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I, I think the Saints are, are still the betting favorite in this division. I don't. In terms of the playoffs, I, I don't know if it's a mental thing for them or not. I just I think this is a team that just tries over and over and over again. And I think they a couple times they've run into bad refereeing. I think you know they've run into some bad calls as well. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be huge for them, and yeah. they better make sure they can keep Kamara on the roster because. As good as Michael Thomas is, and he's a, if not the best, a top two receiver in the league, Kamara is the engine that makes it go. They can line him up anywhere. You have to respect where he is on the field at all times. And it's I put it to you this way, they can't put Latavius Murray in the slot.
0: No, so I do like him as a, as a, you know, as a second back. But yeah, they mm-hmm. can't do all this stuff with him. Uh, bad refereeing for sure. But they have underperformed in a lot of these games. You they know? Breeze didn't have his best game against the Vikings last year in that playoff game at home as well. Bucks are going to be fun to see. What does Brady have left in the tank? We haven't really seen a quarterback go into his, you know, forty for forty-three now. He's loaded at the weapon position, at the skill position, with you know, Grant coming back, obviously Evans and Godwin, Arians running his offense. They just signed Leonard Fournette. They were a team, though, Ryan, that had some inefficiencies on defense. And you know this. I'm not going to say fully, but this is giving me some vibes of that Eagles' dream team. Not to bring up bad memories. Like, let's all just pump the brakes all and the, see what we have. All the awesome Yeah, let's just asks. see what we have and if these pieces can gel. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm I'm tempering my expectations first. Like, I expect good team, but not necessarily great.
1: So I hear you. And before I address that, I just want to say one thing on this uh, on that Tampa Bay defense. Can you imagine? Having to run the ball and there's Dominican Sue and Vita Vea right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a lot of beef to run through. Yeah. But uh, anyway, switching gears. So I hear what you're saying about this being a, a dream team sort of approach. But on the other side, I think with Tom Brady there, I don't care that it's a new offense. I don't care that this is a new coach. This this is a no excuse sort of season because we we've seen. Other quarterbacks who are not as good as Tom Brady go to other teams who have been journeymen, pick up the system, pick up the concepts, and can still ball. And I'm not saying that they need to go out and have – he needs to go out and have an all-pro career. But in times in New England last year, you could see that Tom Brady sometimes was a reason why they weren't as successful on offense. Yeah. Tom doesn't get that luxury in this situation. He's got running backs. He's got receivers. He's got two stud tight ends. You can say three, depending on how much you like. Brady mm-hmm. has a solid offensive line. And I'll actually be willing to say, I think this defense, especially that front seven, is better. And you're giving him credit for yeah. Devin White, Levante David. I think Shaquille Bear is maybe a top four pass rusher now. And you got that oh, big yeah. beef up front. So this, Brady got no excuses. None. He was...
0: Not great last year. I mean, that no. that, that mm-hmm. comes with the territory. But you're right; he has no excuses. Uh, and there's, you know, he this is this is the outcome. wanted. he left New mm-hmm. England to, to this to work with Arian. So fun to see see how it develops. But we know the NFL things can go great, can go poor quickly. So that division is going to be fun. Uh, Money, Mitch, effect, Ryan, Souls, 2020 NFL preview. NFC North, another interesting division where you had the Packers win 13 games last year. Didn't really feel like they were as great as that record. Uh, possessed got destroyed in the NFC Championship game. The Vikings made the playoffs, won a game, lost their offensive coordinator, Stefanski, to the Browns. This feels like a two-horse race, with all due respect, Ryan, to the Lions and Bears. Do you see it that way?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see it that way, too. When when the Bears named Mitchell Trubisky the starter, we knew that they weren't going to be challenging for the division. You know, And even with the Lions making some of their signings, which I do like, Especially on defense. I just can't trust a Matt Patricia led team yet. So we're down to the Vikings and the Packers, like you said.
0: Yeah, both the Bears and the Lions, you can see you can see scenarios where they improve where they where they get back to get get two in the Lions case or the Bears case get back to being a solid football team that's on the rise. But a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty. And the Packers and the Vikings have just proven it, have the pieces in place. I will say I have some I have some questions about Green Bay given the dynamics in the room now that you drafted oh, Jordan too. Love and not necessarily that you drafted him Ryan but that you passed drafting a skill guy again in the first round. So it's not so much about you going in that direction it's that you had a chance to make your team better and at at positions of need and they didn't
1: necessarily do that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more and it's sad to say that I think the the future of the Green Bay Packers depends on which one of these receivers other than Devontae Adams was able to develop their game over the offseason because if you can come in and step in and be a solid number two or a one and a half then Aaron Rodgers can at least look at a field where they're not rolling all the coverage to Adams but like you said in the draft they didn't make any moves to add to those skill positions so i think a lot of the season is hinging on between alan lazard scantling i think they added funches too Mm -hmm. which of them is going to step up and be a threat on the other side of adams if that doesn't happen i think the packers could have the same record they did as last year but they're going to lose in the same ways because they don't have a change up they don't um can I say, though, I've always
0: been a fan of Zimmer and a Zimmer coach team, and I just mm-hmm. think that this is – we're talking regular season, right? We're, we're talking get to the playoffs, win the division. I like the Vikings' chances. I like the roster they've built. I know they've gotten younger at positions. It's almost like a – if you watch some of the movies they've made, it's almost like a kind of like a Belichickian like, preemptive thing where we don't want to have to rebuild. We want to kind of just stay ahead of the curve, so I do like mm-hmm. that. If Cook stays healthy – Cousins is cousins, not the best, not the worst. I think you can surround him with pieces. I know the digs loss hurts, but well, that's, I,
1: that's huge because we're we're going to see how good yeah. Alan Deal is by himself.
0: Right, right. I also do think though that if Cook stays healthy, I know he's had his injury issues. You have the other running back, Madison. You could see this team switch to being more run heavy than they've been in the past. But mm-hmm. I but I like Minnesota, and I think Zimmer is one thing he's proven is he's going to have his boys ready to play.
1: Yeah, they're not going to beat those for sure. I think the Yannick Ngakwe was a huge addition to on the defensive side to replace Everson Griffin. As long as the Nail Hunter can stay healthy, they're they're still going to be a fast defense. It's just whether or not um, they're going to be able to score enough points.
0: And they drafted uh, Jefferson, right, the LSU receiver? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. So they could, I mean, he was a stud in college. If he, if he can step right in – that's a lot to ask, but for sure. Last passing note on this division. the uh, I know we we make fun of uh, Patricia and uh, the Lions just never, never getting out of their way, but i I like their receivers. I like their skill position guys. and I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. He went through a lot in the off season, but with seven playoff teams, I keep bringing it up. I could see them pushing seven, eight, nine wins and maybe throwing their hat into the race.
1: I could see it, but it's just—it's hard for me to trust a guy who carries a laminated piece of paper with a pencil. Like, I <laughs> there just, it is. Yeah, it's, it hard, is it's hard to trust Matt Patricia, man. We
0: keep—we keep coming back to that, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I
1: love Kenny Galladay, I do.
0: Yeah, it's fair. Marvin Jones as well. All right, last division. Save this for last, Ryan. The NFC East again. All due respect, we, I keep feeling like we, we, we have to eliminate the pretenders first. Washington mm-hmm. football team, sorry. I mean, so I've been rooting bad. for Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaren the Buckeyes, but Ron Rivera is going to change the culture, but he needs more than one season to do it. Let's just be honest.
1: Well, and I hope Rivera is healthy enough to be on the sidelines true, the whole true.
0: season. We definitely got to keep that in our, in our thoughts as well. Um, the Giants are that team where what do we see from Daniel Jones in year two? I personally don't know that that's going to be all the positive signs New Yorkers think, but the Eagles and Cowboys are so it is a it is a clear cut above like that would shock me and it'd be put it this way Ryan and you're an Eagles fan you hate the Cowboys there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there if any one of those two teams finished third in this division it would be a full blown disaster slash embarrassment
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent I mean if the Eagles or Dallas finished third in that division absolutely. I mean, some, you could expect some heads to roll.
0: Yeah. Now, second, it would be hated because you'd be presumably behind the team you hate the most, but it would be understandable because both teams have have built up rosters, have made questionable personnel decisions, which we can get into in a second, and have, I think it's fair to say, have looming contract situations as well, some totally. more than others. As far as your Eagles go, it, it seems like we it's a reoccurring theme of we just really want Wentz to be healthy, and we really want... Wentz to get weapons surrounding him. Is that fair to say?
1: I think that's 100% fair. I think if Wentz is healthy for the entire length of the season, that team can be very dangerous. If the receivers are upright and he has guys to throw the ball to, I think they can be dangerous too. But those things got to work together. It starts with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. I kind of look at the receiving core, are almost like a basketball team. Alshon's a big possession power forward who's who's great in the red zone. Jackson's that burner taking the top off the defense. And if you if you're missing one or both of them, I just I don't like where the offense goes. I like Zach Ertz, but he's not fast enough to take to to scare anybody. Where you can't cover with the linebacker. As much as I like Malcolm Jenkins on the defensive side, I was happy to see him go. Just losing. We needed to get faster. The Darius Slay addition is huge, uh, and I can't remember. I don't know if the Eagles have had a good corner since Asante Samuel, um, and that's been <laughs> almost 10 years now. So oh, getting getting Darius Slay on the roster would be huge. Uh, and I've heard that Malik Jackson is having a hell of a camp. So I'm excited where the Eagles can go, but it's going to be based on Carson Deshaun and Alshon.
0: Elshon Jeffrey, very you know, in a year of subplots and a lot of randomness, kind of gone under the radar. That this is a guy that was a top ten, top ten in his position in football. Mm-hmm. He was a lot of, he's had a lot of injuries. We seem, we think that he's healthy. Jalen Rieger is another one that the rookie that much, much controversial pick. A lot of, a lot of Eagles fans didn't like that pick. Can he show up and can he be a factor? And what will the defense bring consistently? A Lot riding on this team. You go to Dallas, and it's pretty simple to me. This offense this offense is absolutely loaded. What will the defense on the back end give them? Because I think, I think the Cowboys have put themselves up in a position where they want to almost turn games into track meets, and that will a lot depend on Dak Prescott and what he's able to do. I've seen some projections, Ryan, where he might end up being, you know, one of the top two or three fantasy quarterbacks in all football this year based on what they're going to ask him to do uh defensively though Cowboys have had their issues they've 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 given up a lot of points in some of these big games so I'm not I'm not sold on that Cowboys back line just yet
1: the front seven for Dallas I do like but that back end I can You throw um, on them I mean you've seen it you, you can definitely throw on them but uh, them adding Everson Griffin is going to be huge because you got Lawrence on one side Griffin on the other That that's going to be hard for any offensive line to deal with um It's going to be interesting to see how McCarthy coaches this offense. I don't know if it's going to look, or he's going to try to make it look like he did with the Packers. You're saying that fantasy or Dak to have one of the top two or three seasons, and if that happens, I'm in trouble uh, for sure. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I hope um, Dak Prescott is the fantasy football leader and they lose every game. But it it usually doesn't work like that.
0: I uh, I expect the Cowboys to be a good team. I expect the Eagles to be right there with them. It'll come down to a late game, late games in the season. But I wonder, you know, I wonder about the health of both these teams. And, and it does come back to Wentz for me because I think Wentz is one of the best in football when he's out there. But we've seen it too many times. So you, you just have to, you know, it's almost like now he gets hit and you just have to brace yourself for
1: an injury. It's just sad to say. But. Oh, 100%. I close my eyes anytime I see a defensive player running after him. Well, Ryan, I think it's that
0: time here on the Money Mitch Effect to uh, make some playoff picks. Now, we have one extra team, so we can go divisions first, all across the board, and then throw out some wild cards. We have
1: win in each division. Okay,
0: so where do you want to start? We'll go AFC uh, AFC first. Give me your four division leaders.
1: Okay, AFC. All right, I got the Bills. I got the Ravens. I got... Mm, the Titans and I like Kansas City that one was so hard and then we got three wild cards now oh we can do NFC divisions too. okay so we'll do NFC so I will pick my Eagles reluctantly I like Green Bay again I like the Saints and I like Seattle I'm gonna
0: go with the AFC Bills, Ravens you said Titans, right? So I guess yeah, we'll, I agree, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. agree in the AFC. NFC, I'm going to go Cowboys, Vikings, Saints, and I will also say Seattle. Okay. Uh, wild card teams, three in each.
1: Okay, so I like Pittsburgh, Houston, and New England. Mm-hmm. And I like Dallas. Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Okay. I'm going to say I got the Vikings missing the playoffs. Well, That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Uh, Truthfully, before I, you know, when I woke up this morning, we were going to do this and I totally forgot there were seven teams in the playoffs. I was going through debates on who to have in, who not to new England, my Browns, whatever. I'm going to go a little unconventional here. I'll say Patriots, Browns and Broncos. Our okay. Three teams: Texans miss, Steelers miss. Hopefully, I, I hope. <laughs> uh, NFC playoff teams: Niners for sure, uh, Tampa, and I will say Green Bay. Sorry, your Eagles, unfortunately. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so those will be my teams, and Ryan, your Super Bowl preview.
1: Man, this has been the hardest one, and I, I've been thinking about this. Uh, so. For the NFC side, I think I like the Saints finally getting there. I think they could beat Seattle in a championship game. And then on the AFC side, I'm picking Kansas City by default because it's the low-hanging fruit, but something tells me it's not going to shake out that clean.
0: Yeah, I I go. I picked the Saints the last couple years. Um, You know, I've had some bad predictions on this show if we dig up the archives. But the last couple, I've won Saints, and I felt good, and I would feel good picking them again. But just hasn't happened because it's the low hanging fruit, like you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Just too good, too tough for me not to pick them. And I'm going to go Seattle in the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick Seattle. I'm going to go with Russ winning a Super Bowl next year.
1: And I like Kansas City to repeat if they get the same. God, you know, yeah, it's, man. It just, I don't, I don't. Do they repeat? It's hard to repeat. It's so hard to repeat. It is, man. If anybody
0: can do it, it's probably Mahomes. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, either way, those would be fun matchups. Before I let you go, Ryan, blast as always. Any bold predictions for any awards you want to throw out?
1: Uh, Yeah, and this could be low hanging fruit, too, but I do believe that the Patriots won't. Win or lose uh, more than um, seven games, and I think Belichick can win Coach of the Year because this is going to be his hardest coaching job.
0: Yeah, hardest at least since the uh, Matt Castle year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to be that's got to be the one um, Coach of the Year. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good pick for Coach of the Year because it's usually teams that overachieve and make runs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe like a, you know, maybe if Denver makes the playoffs, like I said, Fangio gets it or something. Um, I would say for MVP, everyone's going to talk Mahomes. Uh, I hate to throw out Dak's name, but he could win MVP, Ryan, if they have a great season. He could. Um, so he'd be somebody. Uh, and then an offense, like an offensive player of the year award, like we're talking about. Watch out for Derrick Henry because everybody knows about him now. And if they ride him to the playoffs again, and he just takes over like he did, he's somebody to uh to look out for as well so i think yeah. we're, i think we're i think we're in a good place this year for football i'm hopeful we get all these games it should be a blast
1: me too man oh, i think another um dark horse for offensive player of the year could be mccaffrey again if he has another thousand and a thousand <laughs> i think you got to give it to him
0: yeah jeez, forgot about that guy so insane i mean if they make the playoffs for the panthers he's mvp race for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan, this was fun. Look to uh, catch up as football season goes on and uh, see how right or wrong we were. But thanks again for previewing the NFL season on the Money Mitch Effect.
1: Man, happy to be here. And that's all. Get ready for Thursday.
0: And that'll do it for today's show. Thanks again to my buddy Ryan Souls. Another year of an NFL preview in the books. We'll have to see just how right or wrong we were in the months to come. And uh, I'm just excited for all the sports going on. College football back. We had some games the last couple of days, the Labor Day weekend. Took it. I took it personally on the Chin in the Navy game. I don't know about you guys. Uh, sports world's exciting. We got the conference final in hockey. Both respectively, Islanders Lightning. Lightning opened up a can in the first game against the Islanders, eight to two. Stars take game one against Vegas, and that. Western Conference Final, a lot of hockey left there. NBA playoffs still going on. Baseball looking good. Shane Bieber appears to be both the Cy Young and the MVP. If I'm not getting ahead of myself, Indians looking solid there. And uh, the tennis story, of course, Novak Djokovic uh, getting defaulted. His first loss of the year causes uh, him, unfortunately, hitting a line's person, getting defaulted. So that was a huge, huge turn of events in the U.S. Open that we will see. A first-time male Grand Slam champion, someone born in the 90s, will win a Grand Slam. Can't wait to see what happens. There are more sports to talk about next week as well as golf. The U.S. Open coming up as well. So stay tuned to future episodes of the Money Mitch Effect starting next week. we got a lot of sports to cover. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Check us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. I'll see you next time.